Hi everyone, welcome back to Coffee with Craner. This is episode 116, and today I have Dennis Goggin from Next Gen Mold Technologies here in Windsor, Essex. Also came from uh, Concourse when that was uh, opened back in the day, but he's the president here at Next Gen, and today we're going to be talking all about injection molding and uh, his role as president and where the company's going. They're just coming up on two years now, um, so we have some exciting things to talk about, and it's the first interview I've done um, in the mold industry. Yeah. So I'm very excited to uh, learn more about it. Um, Dennis, could you talk more about how you started? How did this all happen? So I was uh, fortunate to be able to be in the industry since I was a kid. My father started Concord Mold back in 1994. So when I was three, four years old. Um, so as soon as I was old enough to start cleaning things, I was cleaning the shop, um, helping set up machines, um, you know, learning the ins and outs of everything from making sure that the shop's clean, everything's set up for the employees, um, and eventually spending time in every department, um, you know, building tools, supporting the machining department, um, you know, um, dealing with the program managers to make sure, you know, customer communication, everything's mm -hmm. set up in that regard. Um, so I, I spent, you know, the entirety of my summers, weekends, everything growing up uh, in a mold shop. So it's been in my blood and my family for a long time. So and was running your own company a goal of yours? Um, I don't think it ever was a goal oh, okay. when I was growing up. Um, I kind of always figured I would stay in this industry. I enjoy automotive. Um, I enjoy the pace of it, the excitement, the constant change, um, especially, you know, the last few years with the switch to electrification. It's kind of revamped my uh, interest and my, you know, the excitement around the industry. So, mm -hmm. um as far as owning a business, no, I don't think that was ever a goal, you know, as I was growing up, it just kind of made sense, you know. But you knew you years. wanted to work in, in the mold industry? Yeah, I did. Um, did? I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy the people that I work with. Um, it's, you know, a very high skilled trade and people really care about what they do. Um, not that people don't know their industries, but it's, mm -hmm. uh, I find it's a pretty unique group of people in Windsor, um, in this industry. And for those who have never heard of next gen mold and, and what you're all about, could you just share briefly, uh, especially for those that might not understand the mold industry yep. too well? Um, the injection mold industry, I know, you know, a lot of people don't know what it is, but a lot of, a lot of our lives, um, everything is plastic in our life from water bottle to sunglasses to anything plastic, um, that comes from an injection mold. So we're primarily automotive. So anything plastic in your car, um, is a plastic injection mold that we would manufacture or, or any of the shops in Windsor. Um, but so much of our lives um, revolve around plastic injection. So essentially it's plastic is melted, injected into a void or a cavity. Um, the plastic then sets and forms in there. Different mechanisms, components form different um, aspects of the part. Once the plastic set, the molds open, part ejected out, and it's, you know, forms whatever part um, you're trying to mold. And so there's really no limits in the in the type of uh, plastic component for a vehicle that you could you could make. No, I mean there are limitations, um, but you know that's what our our feasibility and design department you know work hand in hand with our customers to say this is in a moldable condition. Mm -hmm. um, you need to modify this, move this feature here, um, and that allows us to you know ultimately get the customer the the part that they want. And how how competitive is this is this market that you're in? Uh, it's very competitive, um, especially in Windsor. So, you know, people say Windsor is the mold capital of the world. Um, 
particularly automotive, just with our proximity to the to the big three. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's very very competitive, and it's more so on a global global standpoint now. So um, you know, back in the '70s and '80s, Windsor was you know kind of it was very cutthroat from a tool shop standpoint. Um, you know, we're all in business to succeed and um, take care of our own people. But I find Windsor is becoming more of a more of a collaborative effort um, to make sure that, you know, our customers are building tools in North America and not, you know, offshoring it, trying to make sure that our customers are reshoring. So it's, it's, it's very competitive, um, definitely competing, competing with some low cost countries. Um, but it's, uh, I think, I think Windsor's maintains its own reputation um, just due to our quality and our reactivity with our customers. So. And you mentioned having to compete with other countries. How do you compete? in this in this market um well the tariffs that were implemented a few years ago definitely helped it um but beyond that um lead time is a big factor of us being able to compete with um, costs or with low cost countries um mm -hmm. you know you're shipping over from china it'll take you know six to ten weeks to go on a boat um so you know you take tesla for example when they decide that they want to launch a vehicle you know, a lot of OEMs might take two, three years to, to develop a vehicle. Someone like Tesla, want, Tesla wants to develop a vehicle in 12 months. Um, they can't afford to go overseas, go to low cost countries, you know, lose those 12 weeks while in transit across the ocean. And a lot of the North American tier ones are starting to follow suit where it's rapid development and rapid launch of, of vehicles. So that's where, you know, North American Windsor shops in particular are able to set themselves apart where we can meet those deliverables. Mm -hmm. And then to really go look into that further, it starts with having a good team. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything is, is about the, you know, determination, the communication and the skill set of the team. So, um, what we do here every day, we have a good reputation for quality. We're a new company. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously quality is, is everything, right? You're only as good as your last tool. Um, and, and our quality is, is, building our reputation so yes and uh we say that same thing in the mortgage business you're only good as your last deal correct yes. <laughs> so you you quality is everything yep um service is everything for sure uh, you mentioned you had about 38 40 employees uh what are the types of um the jobs that those people fill variety um so i mean you have mold makers that are um they're doing the final assembly. They're doing the fitting, the adjustment of the molds, um, you know, before they go to the customer, um, working backwards from the mold makers. Um, you have machinists that are taking the CAD data provided um, from the design team, program the CNC machines, the EDM machines um, to actually take a raw block of steel and creating the tool in that regard. Going back to design, you have surfacing and design that are taking the 3D part model from the customer, from the OEM, from Ford, Chrysler, mm -hmm. um, GM, and then they're actually designing the mold around that part data. So they'll be interacting with um, our customers saying, you know, like I said before, this is in a moldable condition. We suggest you change this. Then they'll go back to the styling studio, say, we can't do that. Can you try this? There'll be a lot of iterations of data to make sure we're able to, you know, build a toolable, it's a toolable condition so that the mold's going to run for you know a million shots over the next eight years yeah. um but that also the design studio at the oem is is satisfied with the part and so during the pandemic there was most people were accustomed to working from home have you found being a new company difficult to hire employees or is that like is that struggle still there 
Um, because these are these are great high paying jobs. Um, it's a job for life, right? Yeah, it is a job for life. Um, some aspects, some roles, I find a challenge to fulfill them. Mm -hmm. um, I have a pretty strong network, um, you know, from my past um, that, you know, people want to work with us at NextGen. So I'm fortunate yeah. in that regard. There's a lot of excitement and hype about being part of NextGen. Um, Especially being a new company, right? Exactly. Right. So it's fresh. We do a lot of uh, activities and we're engaged with our employees. Um, so I, I find it pretty, we're fortunate in that regard. So it's not easy to find employees. Um, but I think we have an easier time than most shops in the city doing so. Because of that culture and just the the appeal of, of wanting to work at NextGen, right? Correct. Um, and being a small or medium-sized shops, right? There's a, there's a lot of large businesses where people don't feel as engaged with the management team. So we're mm -hmm. fortunate that we're tight-knit. Um, and, you know, I, I know if somebody's kid's sick or if someone's soccer team, kid's soccer team did well. And people like to be treated well, right? Yeah, so they, they appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so this is your first time in a president role, um, overseeing a company. It's been about two years. What are you What are you enjoying? What's been uh, What's been a challenge? Um, I enjoy the people I work with. That's That's one of the biggest reasons I started a business is because I wanted to be able to choose who I go to work with every day, um, and I enjoy everybody I work with. We're friends. Um, is it stressful? Yeah. Do we get in disagreements daily? Um, <laughs> but you know, if I'm wrong, I have no problem saying I'm wrong. You're right. We should have done it your way. Let's try it now. Um, that that's the thing that I enjoy the most is working with the my my people here. Um, what do I like least? Um, stress. It's stressful at times. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the first year was definitely stressful. We're in year two now. Um, there's peaks and valleys, but I've I've learned to maintain that I've you know, learn to adapt. I know what my stressors are. I know what helps alleviate my stress and, and things like that. So learning the ebbs and flows of dealing with, you know, the, the environment of running a business, mm -hmm. um, that that's the biggest challenge for me. And what does it look like running a business as, you know, in the mold industry as president, if you could walk us through kind of like a, a day in the life You're, of Dennis. It's a balancing board of having too much work and not enough work. This industry is so cyclical that it's it's never you have the perfect amount of work. Um, it's you there's it's exactly that. It's one day you have way too much work, and then the next week the floor is dried up and you don't have enough work, and you're hitting the pavement, going to customers, and getting work. Yeah, yeah that can that can be challenging, especially in our industry with with rates constantly fluctuating. Yep. Right, one week is is great, rates yep. go up. The next week it's kind of a bit slow. People hold back a bit. Yeah find a way to work through that yeah. somehow. Right? Yep, exactly. Um, but no, it's a, it's a very exciting industry that you're in. And um, I, I guess to expand on that, what would you say um, to someone that's fresh out of high school and they want to enter the mold industry? Is it is it go to a college, seek out an apprenticeship, um, or just start right, right away? I'd recommend doing the OYAP program, okay. um, the Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program, right through your high school. I believe most high schools in Essex County offer it. I know mm -hmm. North Star does. Um, and that gives you a, a taste of the industry. We always try to get OYAP students in here. Um, get some exposure to the shop. See if you enjoy working with your hands. Um, you're better off to figure out at, you know, 17, 18 year olds that 
this is not what I want to do or yeah, I really enjoy this. I want to be a tool maker. I want to be a CNC machinist. I want to go into design. Um, that's the best, best route to do it. Figure out at a young age if you want to do this. There's a ton of opportunity to grow the avenues that you can go. You learn so much um, mm -hmm. in this industry that, you know, if you're a good tool maker and, you know, the industry slows down, you can go out west and work on the oil rigs. You, It's a it's a transferable skill set, this industry. CNC machinists, it's not only for injection mold industry. You can do oil and gas. You can do aerospace. Um, wow. You can do production machining. So it's, it's very you're transferable. You're not limited at all. Correct. Um, and you can make a very, very good living. Mm -hmm. So now if somebody walked through the store right now and said, Dennis, I want your job, um, in the next 10 years, what would you say to that person? Take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, it's, it's possible. I mean, I have people in the shop that want my job and I want them to do that. I, you yeah. know, I'd like to transition myself into another role and make myself redundant so that you know this company runs itself and and i can go out and you know i enjoy interacting with customers and clients and a lot of them are my friends and mm -hmm. i'd like to be able to do that and you know have a team here that's running the business that's maintaining a reputation our quality and i get to do the parts of business that i enjoy the most what does it take to be in your shoes um tenacity um perseverance um emotional intelligence uh, yeah yeah and would you say this individual individual that wants to be in your in your shoes work in the industry five ten years is it something that could somebody outside of of the mold industry jump into and, and, and lead a company like this or do you need boots on the ground experience to do what you're doing um i'm not a mold maker mm -hmm. i'm not a machinist i'm not a designer um but i know every aspect of the industry gotcha. um i think it'd be very challenging and i mean there are some businesses in the city that are bringing external people in and it's a struggle yeah um i couldn't sell a mortgage i wouldn't know the first thing about it yeah right um could i learn it sure but if you have an insider's view, you're going to be much more successful in this industry. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because, like you said, there there are companies that are um, out there looking for top executives to replace their existing CEO. And Correct. like you said, like because this industry is so specialized, it's not something that somebody just can can jump into and, and lead right off the go because they led a different Correct. Um, company in a completely different industry. So it's a unique business. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, my, my last question to really wrap this up, um, what would you say, where would you say next gen is headed in, in the next five to 10 years? If you had a crystal ball or um, perhaps your goals for the company, where would you like to see it looking back, you know, or looking 10 years in the future? 10 years in the future, um, footprint wise, I'd like to, you know, build my own plant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have a vision of you know what that plant would look like layout um definitely obviously investing in some you know advanced machinery um you know expanding our footprint you know possibly into other countries as well so the united states mexico um you know just where our customers are um and continuing to you know focus on the unique customers customers that come to us with tight time constraints challenging um 
you know, challenging projects, not just mundane, everyday um, tooling, you know, questions. We we really want to focus on working with unique customers that are, you know, the difficult OEMs and tier ones that a lot of companies and Windsor shy away from. We want to go towards them because um, my thought process is if I can do well with the most difficult customers, then everybody else will be a cakewalk. Um, so I want to build our system around, you know, identifying who is the most difficult customers, the most unique situations, build our system, our processes around dealing with those customers, and then we'll be successful with everybody. Yes, so. exactly. So it sounds like, would you head back to Mexico? Yeah. You would? Yeah. You'd live there again? Uh, I wouldn't live there again, um, but I have a good, you know, I mean, I have a very strong team down there that yeah. I would be able to uh, bring on board as well. Awesome. So, um, I mean, the, the automotive growth in Mexico is tremendous right now. So oh. it only makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got to go where, where the growth is, right? Correct. Yep. Um, no, this is very exciting. I, I've enjoyed when you first announced in uh, December of 2021, this company and just seeing the the growth and when you're posting on LinkedIn and, and photos of your team growing and, and the stories behind it. So um, it's in a very, a very attractive space to be in. Yep. Um, I, I like you're putting a um, like a very modern twist on mold technology yep. and, and making it exciting and fun and, and an attractive industry to be in. So yep. um, congratulations to you and congrats on two years. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate you being here, Dennis. Thank you. And those watching, if you missed the episode, visit coffeewithcraner.com where you can watch the full thing or anywhere on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, it's there. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon.